And welcome, everybody, to the Pac-Man Podcast. I'm Ted Flint, your host. We begin with Andrew Cuomo. And I guess there's really no surprise here. He will not be impeached. That's the word we got Friday from uh, Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty, who said that, why bother? I mean, he's uh, not going to go forward, Hasty, with the impeachment proceedings because the governor stepped down. So there's really no need to. And, you know, I could have told you that a week or so ago, even before Cuomo announced his resignation. There's going to be no impeachment of this guy because they're all Democrats. But still, how how quickly the mighty have fallen. It was like a year ago that Cuomo received an Emmy Award for his performance, which kind of, uh, he admits being an actor. If you get an Emmy, that's those are for actors, right? For his performance of his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Tucker Carlson of Fox News put together a montage of some of Cuomo's uh, sycophants and some of these uh, the media bedwetters who just couldn't stop praising Cuomo for his performance during the pandemic. Governor Cuomo um, out there day after day after day, everything Trump isn't. Honest, direct, brave. Even lifelong Republicans tell me they look at Cuomo and they're like, God, there's a leader. For, for those of you who've been wondering why uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has been garnering the nickname America's Governor, I think you saw it right there. He is conveying incredible strength in the face of this pandemic. Maybe Trump is just a little bit mad that Governor Cuomo has become a kind of acting president. I hope you are able to appreciate what you did in your state and what it means for the rest of the country now and what it will always mean to those who love and care about you the most. You notice how they throw throw a not-so-subtle shot at at former President Trump? I mean, these people are all Trump haters. Even, Even President Biden got in on the act. Your governor of New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's he's sort of the gold standard. I mean, look at the way you have governors like Cuomo who are out there doing, just keeping everybody informed all day. I think he's doing an incredible job. I think he has been the lead horse here. I've talked to him frequently. He's a friend. Uh, I think he's doing a great job. I really mean it. Yeah, he he's the gold standard, all right. I mean, why didn't President Trump receive some of the same treatment? But, you know, you know, he was impeached Trump twice because the Democrats control the House of Representatives. And Cuomo was not impeached because the Democrats control both houses of the legislature in the state of New York. And, of course, Cuomo is a Democrat, same party. But, you know, a job resignation does not equate to accountability. Governor Cuomo has got to be held accountable for his actions. There is a mountain of evidence in this report, the AG's report, state AG's report. And all this information discovered by the impeachment inquiry is going to be swept under the rug. The governor has got to be held accountable for his actions. For the victims, there were 15,000 innocent lives lost in nursing homes, the result of his directive. What about those people? He just gets off scot-free while he's stepping down, so why bother impeaching him? We need to impeach him so he's never, ever again holds public office. The legislature could do that. Carl Hasty could do that. Andrea Stewart-Cousins, the Senate leader, could do that, but they won't because they're Democrats, they're liberals, and, you know, these these people take care of each other. And, you know, speaking of the, uh, of the accusations <clears throat> made against um, Cuomo, they're similar to the accusations made against Biden throughout the entire campaign, remember? Remember that just a few short months ago? Several women came forward and claimed that Biden inappropriately touched them on several occasions. Where's Kamala Harris? She was silent, Harris, 
the vice president, on the accusations made by one of Biden's accusers, Tara Reid. Remember Tara Reid? No, because Joe Scarborough and MSLSD won't remind us. Or no, nobody at CNN will mention Tara Reid. That's, that's like a dirty word nowadays. How many women did Biden inappropriately touch? But, but that, no, we don't hear about that anymore. And we're not going to hear much about Andrew Cuomo's dalliances either in a few short days. You can bet on it. Let's uh, skip to COVID here. How can we not talk about COVID, right? I mean, every day, all day, every day, COVID-19, mask mandates are coming back, folks. I mean, let's face it, they're here in, in many cases. I have to wear a mask at, at work at the legislature. There is a candidate, I got to tell you about this before we get into some of the, uh, there was a column here written by uh, somebody I, inter I interviewed a number of times, Wayne Allen Root, and it's perfect. It just, it's perfect for what's going on today. We're kind of like in pre-Nazi Germany here in America. But this U.S. House candidate, he's a so-called independent. I think he's independent of any connection to reality, frankly. He said anyone who uh, regards COVID-19 as something less than the serious virus it is should be shot. This guy's name is Steve Cox. He's running for California's 39th Congressional District. He responded to a commentator, Matt Walsh, on Twitter, writing, quote, Whenever anyone says we all die from something or a variation thereof to justify not taking precautions to help protect others in this pandemic, we should be allowed to shoot them. Why are you crying? We all die from something. For you, it's that bullet in your gut. Is he being investigated by anybody? Is the uh, FBI looking into this guy or Secret Service? They should be. If he were a Republican, that you can bet on, you can bet your last bottom dollar they'd be looking into it. If he were conservative, but he's an independent running out in California, which means he's a liberal, basically. Can you imagine saying we should, you know, shoot at people who take the virus uh, not that seriously? It's unbelievable. People are go going nuts here in America over this. I'm not a denier, as I've said a number of times. I mean, it's out there. You take precautions. And I got to say, I did get the first of two uh, shots of the Pfizer this past uh, this past week. I mean, I had to for work and I had to because my daughter needs it before she starts college and I want to be the first one in my family to take it. That's only right. And uh, I came out of it fine. I got an extra thumb, but no, I mean, I, I felt a little, I think maybe a little dizzy for about five or 10 minutes and then uh, no, no more than usual, but then, <laughs> then I was fine. Anyway, uh, on the... Uh, this whole business of being vaccinated and whether or not we should wear masks or be forced to wear masks. There's a great piece by Wayne Allen Root. It's in WorldNet Daily. It was published on August 9th. And I've interviewed Wayne, I don't know how many times, 8, 10, 12 times over the years. And this guy is a former uh, presidential candidate. I think he ran either for maybe vice president. In 08, he ran on the libertarian ticket. And I'm not going to read it directly to you, but you, you got to access it. It's great. He said that the communist tyrants and dictators are coming. They're coming first for the unvaccinated Americans. It's like 1938. Now, he's Jewish root. He's a, he's a Messianic Jew. He's a born-again Christian. It's not the Holocaust. Nothing can ever be compared to the Holocaust or should be compared to it. It was 1938. It was pre-Holocaust. It was the time before the nightmare when the foundations were laid to destroy freedom, free speech, businesses, and the lives of millions of Jews. Everything that's happening today in America, to the U.S. Constitution, to freedom, and especially to unvaccinated Americans, harkens back to 1938. I'm paraphrasing here what Root is writing. And think about it. It's true, a lot of it. 
He claims things are going to get worse. First, the papers. Vaccine mandates and vaccine passports. It's just like 1938 when the Gestapo demanded papers from every German. Republicans asked for papers from migrants who had broken into our country. They're criminals. Democrats said, no, that's, that's, they're not criminals. That's racism on your part. Republicans asked for papers every, once every two years for federal elections to prove that you have a right to vote, that you're here legally, that you're a citizen. Democrats said, no, that's, that's racism. Now Democrats want American citizens, not illegals, but citizens, not criminals, but patriots born in this country to produce papers. We'll need papers to enter restaurants, bars, nightclubs, concerts, casinos, conventions, hotels, to board a train, plane, or bus. We'll need papers to enter a supermarket, possibly. It hasn't come to that yet. We may. It's unbelievable. All this, be, and he claims it's, it's a glorified flu. Well, it's something a little more than a flu. But what happened, he makes a good point here, and I've said this to people, what happened to the cry of the Democrats, the war cry, my body, my choice? That applies only to murdering unborn babies, I guess, not to decide for yourself whether or not you want to accept a vaccine. Then he ties uh, what's going on today with these experimental drugs, and that's all they are, really. They're experimental. There's no f official federal approval yet of these things. Weren't Jews injected with experimental drugs by the Nazis? That was a key part of the Nuremberg trials, that no government should ever again inject experimental shots into the bodies of unwilling citizens. But is that happening? And it's not about the vaccines. I, I, this, uh, this is me speaking here. This, that was from Wayne Allen Root. It's a great, it's a great piece, World Net Daily. It's like 1938. But this is not a, about the vaccines. If you think you ought to take the vaccine, then take it. If you, there's no doubt about it. I think that there's empirical data to, to support uh, the claim that if you take the vaccines, you will be safer in the long run than if you don't take them. 97, or even beyond 97% of the deaths and the people in, uh, in hospitals are the unvaccinated. Yes, there are breakthrough cases where fully vaccinated Americans contract the virus. Some have died, but they're a vast minority. So you are, I think, I'm not going to say you're not safer. You probably are safer taking the drugs. But this is not about the effect. For me, it's not about the efficacy of the drugs or the safety of the drugs. It's the fact that the choice is being taken out of our hands. It was taken out of my hands. Of course, I have a choice. I could have said, no, you know, Mr. Hasty, you can keep your job at the assembly. I'm still not going to get vaccinated. And he said, if you don't, the, the, the directive from the assembly leadership was, if you don't get vaccinated, you have to get tested every week and have your temperature taken every day or some nonsense. So, I mean, we didn't have to get vaccinated. I just felt as though it now was the time to do it. And I wasn't uh, forced into it in any way. I didn't have any, I didn't succumb to any peer pressure. I just, because for my family's sake, I'm diabetic, I'm over 60. So I have comorbidities. My wife has comorbidities. She has not gotten it yet, but she probably will when we return from vacation in a few days. But again, it's not, again, it's not about the efficacy or the, or, the, or the safety of the vaccines. It's choice. We should make that decision for ourselves. It's called freedom, liberty. We should have the freedom to make the choice. But it's, not, it's, it's being taken out of our hands. The choice is being made for us. And we know vaccinated people can become infected. But that doesn't mean the vaccine isn't working. These statistics, I read something on Newsmax Health 
prove that the vaccines are working. They protect against severe illness and death. Now, this Newsmax piece quotes CNN, so you can take that for what it's worth. 49 states contribute data to the CDC on a number of their breakthrough cases. Using these stats and measuring them against the 164 million Americans who were fully vaccinated as of early August, probably more now, the percentage of people who contracted COVID-19 is low. So CNN analyzed the figures and found that 1,507 or fewer than 0.001% of vaccinated individuals died from COVID. There were 7,100 hospitalizations, and that represents 0.005% of vaccinated individuals. So, I mean, you're obviously you're much safer if you take the drugs, if you take the, uh, the vaccines, than if you don't take them. But again, it's your choice as, a, as an American, as a free citizen. Uh, you should be able to make that decision for yourselves. Anyway, uh, we're on vacation uh, this week. So, I mean, uh, you know, nothing's changing. This this program is airing as it does every Wednesday morning. And uh, we'll try to get another show to you by the end of the week, maybe by the weekend. And uh, if you if you want to listen to some really fine programming, go to the bmgnetwork.com, bmgnetwork, and you'll find this show, the Pac-Man broadcast with uh, Ted Flint. We also have the Ken and Mike show, the Ken Burns show, Mike Tupp with Mike Hansen and the Adrian Ross show. And also, I didn't mean to forget uh, uh, Set Apart with Kristen Kuhn. She does a fine show and she really is up, Kristen is on these, on the vaccines. And I, I think uh, you have to listen to her show, but I don't think she has been vaccinated. And a lot of Americans are, are wary of this. A lot of black people are wary of, of the vaccines because of their distrust of the government. And the government has a long history of being... Uh, <laughs> or untrustworthy, I should say, when it comes to being on the up and up with black people. But still, black people, 75% of whom, well, actually over 90% of whom vote for the party of government every four years, the Democratic Party. Why that is, there's a disconnect there. And uh, I think Donald Trump made some inroads in the last election. But I mean, Republicans need to do a better job of going after black people and uh, going after the vote, I should say, and really making a pitch for blacks and Hispanics to come on board with the Republican Party. Because it's the Republican Party that ended slavery. It's the Democrat Party is, is still the party of race, the party of Jim Crow, the party of, uh, of the Ku Klux Klan. A lot of Southern Democrats then and now are your real racialists. But they don't, the Democrats or the, the black people don't see it that way. I'm, I'm digressing, as I usually do. But again, go to the bmgnetwork.com if you want to get in touch with me directly. It's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the bmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. Thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.